0: Is that this is the miracle month of March for anybody who's in contact with this church? Amen. Amen. If you just passing through, this is your miracle month that only God can pull off because in the end, He's going to get the glory. Amen. And so when we talked about it's time to row, I know rowing. It's spelled R-O-W, row, with the O's. But when I speak of row, and I speak of the fact that we need a revelation, not an observation or an explanation. Because if we get a revelation, then we'll have an observation, and then we'll have an explanation. Yes. What do I mean? Peter, when Jesus uh, is talking to his disciples in this scripture, uh, some theologians say, is, uh, marks the transition of Jesus uh, no longer making the kingdom the emphasis of his preaching, he starts to talk about the cross. Are you, are you following me so far? And as he's talking about the cross, and what really kind of was the last straw is when the religious leaders asked Jesus to give them a sign, and he's like, dudes, I've been giving you a sign for three years and your heart still hasn't changed. And that lets me know that some of the people like, if God would do miracles, then people will believe. Mm-mm. People can see miracles, let me just turn this way. Some of you have seen God do miracles for you one day, and then the next day, because of challenges, you act like he didn't do what he did yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Jeremiah says his mercies are new every morning. Every morning he is doing something that's worthy of praise. So because you are already, the Bible says give God the praise that is due, to his name. Tell somebody next to you, you got a praise due. You already already are behind in your praise account. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds to praise God right now. We don't praise God. We praise God because he's good. Thank you, Jesus. And sometimes God does good things. I just heard this testimony this morning. Say this morning, this morning, this morning. Sometimes God is at work. No, I take that back. God is at work even when you don't see him. One of our children, one of our children got a scholarship to go to a school that costs, I mean, I mean child. Got a scholarship to go to a school that costs $65,000 a year. No, no, don't. So the mother took me and said, Bishop, you know, you don't, you don't understand. We did not apply. We did not know one of the teachers in the school found out about it and asked my daughter to call me and said, we need your daughter to apply. Other students prepare months for the test. This child only had one week. I said, wait a minute, because I heard the testimony. Sometimes you need to hear the test and, and I said, wait a minute, you didn't know? She said, Bishop, I did not know about this. A teacher just told me about it and said, you need to have your child. My point is is that God is at work right now, even when you don't see him. That's why you need to praise him right now because he's working things. Don't wait till you see the blessing. Praise God now as if you know that he has your life already mapped out. The Bible says that you were created to do God works that he, he created for you to do before you were even born. He is not trying to figure out what to do with your life. He's already done all the things he plans to do. Amen. Ain't that right, Adozi? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm mm. You have no idea what the Lord have Whew, ooh, ooh, ooh. And just, You need to be at midnight prayer to hear these testimonies. Lord have mercy. I tell you, God... Man, every time I get a picture from this guy, Lord have mercy. He with AOC and he's with all... And maybe next thing I know, he's gonna be texting me a picture with him and President Biden. But Lord, I tell you, God... God is not playing. He, 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 is, he is going to prove to you that he is real. And maybe if you praise God like his mother's praising God, he'll do more for you. Because some of us praise God. Some of us praise God, Aaron not you like we ain't impressed with what he did do more oh that was an eight if you would praise him like every performance is a 10 he will do more we praise god like he's some kind of performer We praise God like like, like his performance is predicated on whether he wants to impress us or not. He impressed you when you woke up this morning. I don't know who I'm talking to. But you need to stop walking you need to stop living in the valley of death because the bible says "Yea, though i walk through and the reason why it needs to bring you through so that you have a testimony to be able to say i overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony you can't have a testimony without a test but the good news is we have an open book test it's called the Bible mm. I don't know who I'm talking to I don't know who I'm talking to but somebody God says somebody your praise account is overdue and you need to do some makeup praise need to do some makeup praise mm. Then don't just praise Him in this house. Praise Him in your house. I see. Don't just praise Him in this house. Praise Him in your house. Oh my goodness. Jesus is is a little disappointed because when he asks his disciples who the people say that I am, they're given the same response that everybody else is given. You, you've been walking with me for three years. I've called you friends. Sometimes it, we really need to read the scriptures in the context of the culture because when Jesus called them friends, every Jewish person knew that Abraham was called the friend of God. Come on. Come on. So they have this. Jesus says, who, who, "Who do people say that I am?" And they started speaking from observation. Well, some say, "You're John the Baptist, who came from the dead." Because they heard Herod say that, when he heard Jesus speaking, preaching. Herod observed, this, is this John the Baptist who came from the dead, who, who I had executed? Then Peter says, some say, you're Elijah. know? Mount of Transfiguration. Elijah's there. Some say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said, but you, you guys have been hanging out with me for, for Three years. Isn't it amazing how we can be with Jesus so long and still don't know who he is? Because who he is is going to determine how you act. What do you mean? If you just think he's a prophet, then all you're going to get is the things of the prophet, which is not bad. but. I'd rather get the things of God. So Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He says, blessed are you, Simon by Jonah. The word, and when you look at names in the scriptures, you've got to understand, unfortunately, in our American culture, and I've said this a number of times, that we, we, we don't see the importance of names. We just, we just slap names on things that don't mean anything. Someone was sharing with me that when, when Nigeria went through an amazing move of God, everybody started naming their stuff after God. You know, God's taxi, God's haircut. Because in the Eastern culture, in the Middle East, in Africa, in, in Asia, they name things based on either what a person went through, a circumstance, or they name it prophetically. So it is not by accident that obviously the sovereign grace, but he calls him Simon by Jonah. Simon means the one who listens, Simeon. Simone, the one who listens, and by Jonah, Jonas means dove. And when you see something mentioned in all four gospels, that means it's pretty important. And so we have in Matthew chapter three, verse sixteen; Mark chapter one, verse ten; Luke chapter three, verse twenty-two. John chapter 1, verse 32, all those verses talk about Jesus when he got baptized, the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. And what my point is, is that we all need to be Simon by Jonas. We all need to be the ones who listen to the Holy Spirit. And you don't listen to the voice of God with your ears. You listen to the voice of God with your heart. And that's why the Lord says in, through David in Psalm 95, verse 78, and then in, in the New Testament, in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 78, he says, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Your, your heart can be hardened through trouble your heart can be troubled through hard and through difficulties to the point that you speak sarcastically about the things of God. Yeah. Oh, here we go again. No, God's not going to do it. And we've got to be careful what comes out of our mouths because Proverbs chapter 18, I think Proverbs 18. Um, yeah, it says, death and life. Are in the power of the tongue i think it's verse 21. we got to be careful what comes out of our mouths even jesus said every word that comes out of your mouth is going to be judged jesus said that's why our hearts are so important to hear because matthew chapter 12 verse 34 and 35 says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth will speak that's why when i think it was my angelo who said when someone says who they are believe them because you you can't help what comes out of your heart that's why one of the first beatitudes the attitude that should be is blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God the way he should be seen so Peter when he gets a revelation that you're not a prophet you're not a good guy you are the son of god and jesus says you are blessed peter because human beings did not reveal this to you why does he say you're blessed because three chap three chapters ago he's jesus says in matthew chapter 13 verses 14 to 6 17 are you with me so far he says he says in them He's talking to the Pharisees and religious leaders. And he he basically says, uh, "And and them, that is these doubters, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing, you will hear, but not understand. And seeing, you will see, but not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes are closed, lest they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts, so that I should heal them. But you, your eyes are blessed to see, your ears are blessed to hear. For surely I say unto you, many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see, and did not see, hear what you hear, and did not hear. Let me tell you something. My brother-in-law used to say this, uh, he passed away, uh, bro, uh, Leroy, passed away the, uh, actually a month before uh, Je- Jessica was born. But I'll never forget that he used to say, there used to be a saying on people's bumper stickers saying, I found Jesus, yeah. I found him. And he would say, I don't know how you can find Jesus because he was never lost. And, and, and my point is, is that whatever you see in vision, the very fact that you receive God, Jesus as your Savior, was an act of the Holy Spirit. Because God says no one can come to the Son unless God speaks to you. Now, unfortunately, now we can get into this doctrine of predestination Are you with me? Meaning that, well, if God's working in me, I have no say in the matter. God already knows who's going to get saved, and it's like eeny, meeny, miny, mo. And if you're not saved and going to hell, it's because God predestined for you to go to hell. That is a lie from the devil. The Bible says that every one of us In Romans chapter 12, verse 3, every one of us have a measure of faith. We have enough faith to receive Jesus or reject him. Now, just like those who get uh, money and you grow the money through your investment, we all get started as faith, and we're responsible to grow our faith because the bigger the faith, the bigger the purchase. You didn't hear that. The bigger the faith, the bigger the purchase. In other words, the Canaanite woman comes to Jesus and Jesus says, you know, I haven't come to you. Jesus ignores her. Jesus calls her a dog. And she finally says, even the dog, even the puppies get the crumbs for the master's table. And it says, and Jesus says, oh woman, great is your faith. He didn't say that. He said, oh woman, great is your faith. He didn't say that. He said, oh! Woman. greatest your faith. Oh, my me. You'll get that. Why? You aren't even Jewish. You're a heathen and you have more faith than these folks. Some of you are going to be upset. That someone who just gets saved is going to come into church and pass all you all and say, how you been like that? Because you've been only here a year and I've been here for 80. I'm just exaggerating the time. It's because this person built up their faith. And the only way you can build up your faith is keep going to the open book test. So you walk by revelation. Revelation is God pulling back the veil so that you can see what's happening in the unseen world. Paul says it in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. He says, for we look not at the things that are seen. Are you, are you following me so far? But we look at the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. In other words, how can you look at things that are not seen? God is saying that there are things that are what we call as unseen realities. We don't see electricity, but we see its effects. I remember back in the olden days where before there was remote controls, and there were dinosaurs. and. Wagons, but I remember. I don't know if you remember the the, the dials that you turn. Believe it or not, let me give you a little history. Listen, there's only three channels: ABC, NBC, and CBS. Uhhuh. And no, about two o'clock in the in the in the morning. No, even maybe maybe even at 12, yeah, I uh, remember, donald at 12 o'clock, all of a sudden, the American flag would come out, duh, 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 and television would shut off to six o'clock in the morning. Anybody remember that? Okay, 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 I see some of y'all not putting up your hand like, I don't want to even know. But I remember, as a kid, uh, I, was about three, I was about five or seven years old, and I, and I remember the fact that uh, the knob fell off. and I took some pliers, and I put it, and when I clamped that thing, I couldn't see what was happening, but now I know what they meant by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And my point is, is that you, God wants to show you unseen realities, watch this, so you behave, according to what he's showing you, as opposed to your circumstances. It's called walking by faith, not by sight. My daughter, Vanessa, when um, we were looking for colleges and I remember we were visiting Simmons and God is good, God is good. I mean, she did well, but my point is is that um, I'm glad he did not show me the average Q, no, not Q, the average uh, GPA, GPA. uh, Yeah, that's it. uh, Before we went there. And as we started walking on the campus, I felt the Holy Spirit saying, this is the school that she's supposed to get into. And so we started claiming. Not claiming what we made up, claiming what God showed us. And the the rest is his story as she graduated from Simmons. My point is, is that God wants to do things that are exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that works in him. And my point is that all that God has for you is in the the unseen world. That's why we must pray so that God can show us what we can't see with our natural eyes. Some of you, I'm prophesying to you right now, some of you can't see how you're going to get out of what you're in. But God is going to show you if you spend time in prayer, if you spend time with him showing and sometimes he has to show you things to change your mind so that you can receive what he's doing. Peter's like, there's no way Gentiles are supposed to receive the Holy Spirit. So God had to show him a vision three times to prepare him for Cornelius. What is God trying to show you to prepare you for your blessing? And so what are you saying about time to roll? Meaning that we gotta walk by revelation and not by observation and not by explanation. When God tells you to do something, just do it. God doesn't need you to put him on the stand and prosecute him as a, how are you gonna do this? I don't have enough money. I'm all alone. Where are the people to help me? God's saying, if I am for you, who will be against you? Don't be singing up here, God, na, 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 and then leave these doors acting like you didn't sing that song. Come on, folks. Come on, folks. God wants to do more. God wants to do more. I'm just about finished. I'm going through this slowly because I really feel like God is trying to change the way we think. Because He's doing. He's doing. He said, He said to Peter, Blessed are your eyes, because you perceive. In Isaiah 43, God says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Can't you perceive it? Can't you perceive it? The issue is not is God doing a new thing. The issue is, can you perceive it? Right, right. And that was a prophetic word that was given to us. I, I want, I'm trying to get us ready for what God is going to do because we could miss God, what God is doing, based on where we're stuck at. Watch this. Remember, I said that the, the, the uh, people were calling Jesus who he was based on their observation. And one of the reasons why I want to travel through rediscovering Jesus for myself is because some of us, I'm just going to look at the light so you don't get mad at me, some of us are serving the Jesus we met when we were 10 years old in Sunday school. They didn't get that one. So in other words, we pray like we prayed when we were 10. God is great, God is good, let us thank him for our food, amen. We know Jesus is the Bible story Jesus, but God is doing something new, I- I've discovered that God is different. I got saved at 10, but now at 64. God, God I, I have 54 years experience where God is saying, you ought to, you ought to have grown in your walk with me to see me do things that I should be doing at this age of maturity, as opposed to still wrestling with the stuff you've been wrestling with at, as a teenager. How do you observe God? And so I'm taking this new journey, hopefully you'll join me, of rediscovering Jesus Christ. Who is the Jesus for 2023 as opposed to the Jesus when Mother Watson was my Sunday school teacher? Are you following me? And, and, so, and so that's where I'm on this journey. And, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, I believe that in your prayer rooms and your prayer time and when you read the scripture, God is gonna open up your eyes to see him afresh so that you can walk in the things that God has for you. Because God, let me tell you something. God, Let me tell you something. God is looking for your obedience. He's not looking for you to understand. He's looking for you to obey. And we read scripture about how many times that people had to obey Jesus, even though it didn't make sense. And we read it. And we go, "Whoa, but have you obeyed Jesus? and doing what he told you to do. For some of you, God has told you, give to my work. And you say, I don't have any money. He says, yes, you do. I see what you have in in your bank account. Well, God, I need it for a rainy day. See, there you go, there you go, there you go. He told you to give what you already have, but now you're gonna go through this whole discourse, like you're gonna convince God, like, my bad, I didn't know you had that in your, I didn't know you had that bill. (laughs) Can't believe I asked you to do such a thing. God is looking for us to obey. And this is the season if you want to see God do amazing things, you got to obey and you got to change the way you think. And here am I am, I'm like, "Oh, okay, God, we're going to obey." And I'm talking to Pastor Larry, uh, Kim, and he, he talked about this tenebrae, tenebrae service. I keep messing tenebree service. And I'll be honest, with you, when he said it, I was like, "Man, that's too dark. I'm not trying to do <laughs> That that nah. And I heard the Holy Spirit said, I'm doing a new thing. Do you perceive it? And I'm like, Yeah, God, but I wanted something spiritual. No, no, no. Just go, just, just go to this service. And I'm gonna do something in that dark service that you didn't experience that you wouldn't have had for your Good Friday. It's quiet in this place, that's all right. And 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 so as I'm traversing new things, and I'm closing, which means nothing. I, and as, as, as I'm going this new thing, the, the um, pastors, this is my last point, the pastors, the Cambridge Black pastors, those of you who are familiar with us, uh, uh, pastors, uh, African-American pastors or you know, black pastors who lead congregations, we have a group, and it's been meeting over 30 years. Uh, almost 35 years. And, and every year, we have the seven last words of Jesus, seven last sayings of Jesus. And these seven last sayings, one of them is, it is finished, one of them is, I thirst. And so you get seven preachers who preach uh, each on the seven last words, and they have seven minutes, even though some go over, but, you know. <laughs> so this has been going on for a year. We had all sorts of preachers. So the Lord drops in my spirit And he says, he says, suggest to the pastors to do something different. And I was like, okay, Lord. So I said, hey, guys and ladies, we've always had pastors. We've always had preachers. We've always had up and coming uh, seminary students. Thank you, evangelists. I said, how about we get people to preach who have nothing to do with ministry. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. And I suggested it, and to my surprise, they were like, wow, Brian, that's a good idea. And so we're getting people to preach the seven last words who have nothing to do with ministry. It's gonna be interesting to hear what they say And said, the Lord said to me, but I want you to do something even more extreme than that. So I text a teenager in our church. And I said, would you be the speaker for our seven last words? And I was so impressed with this teenager because I said, I need, you to give me an answer by the end of this week. Okay? And it's not a dozy, so don't be. <laughs> it's an interesting thing. And this made me feel good, like, man, God, we, we have mentored our children well. Amen. The child texts back to me and says, uh, before, before I say anything, let me pray. Now, for some of us, <laughs> let me pray means I ain't gonna do it, <laughs> but I don't feel like saying no to you right now. Tony Dancey, he's talking about you. <laughs> so, you know, trying to be helpful, I text the child the seven last phrases, and I said, if you're going to, if you're going to respond, respond quickly, and what you can do is, um, uh, I'm going to give you first choice because you're the young one. I'm going to give you a choice. And then I'll get back to the pastors and say, "This person want, my, my church wants this phrase. So I'm thinking I'm going to get the answer today. That child texted me back yesterday and said, Bishop, I'm going to do it. Let them give me any word they want. God is doing a new thing. Now some of you are like, who is it? I'm not telling you, you need to come to service. I'll let you know, I'll let you know later because uh, we want to pray for this child, um, te- teenager. Well, teenager's a child. No. But God is doing a new thing. And I want us to get ready for the new thing. Before we um, close for short in prayer, could you just take two minutes, and I want you to just pray for the person next to you. You can play something softly. Um, you know what? Let's, let's, can we do something different? Let me ask you. Come up here. I need you to come up here. It's a new thing, right? Austin, why don't you come up here and play? Just pray some, you know, some. some, Whoa, whoa! You're you're supposed to be praying, not listening to (laughs) him. I only mess with you. But let's let's spend some time praying. Let's about two minutes. I want you to pray for the person next to you, and that they will be able to see the new thing God is doing. Cause this is the season just, just two or three minutes. You may want to turn around. You may want to some, God may have put somebody in your heart and you say, you know, I want to pray for that person, but let's, let's pray. We, cause I really feel like God is, God is answering our prayers right now, but we will miss what God is doing. We will miss what God is doing if he doesn't open our eyes. I'm a witness I'm a bishop bishop means overseer meaning I'm supposed to see I don't want to miss what God is doing I don't want to see challenges or doors close and assume that that's the devil against me when God is saying I need you to keep knocking because I'm gonna open the door but you, I want to give you a revelation of what's on the other side of that door so that you'll keep knocking. The Bible says pray for one another. We're in a season when we need our eyes open. We need our eyes open, Jesus. Me, Brian Green, as the senior lead pastor of this church. I need my eyes open to see what you're doing, what you're doing in Cambridge, what you're doing in my life, what you're doing in my my, 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 my children, my daughters, my wife, what you're doing in this congregation. What? How do you want to use Pentecostal Tabernacle? Help me not to get stuck in what I thought about what you were gonna do. Because you're doing a new thing. And so my prayer, help me to perceive the new thing, help me to see it, help me not to miss it. You wept over Jerusalem before you went to the cross. You said, Jerusalem, you miss your moment of visitation and the word visit is the word video which means to see you missed your opportunity to see that god was with you in the flesh and you missed it you call him the devil you call them a prophet you call them everything but the son of god he's emmanuel oh god this is the miracle month of march and the miracles may not come the way we think they will so open our eyes because you're going to do miracles Eh. Mm. yes open the eyes of our hearts lord open the eyes of our hearts It, both again. Mm. as every head is bowed and every eyes closed maybe the real prayer for some of you is that you would first see jesus as the son of god who died on the cross of calvary so that you can become a child of god and if you're here this morning whether you're in the balcony or lower sanctuary online We're asking you to give Jesus your life. He is the son of God and he wants to do amazing things in your life. The Bible says that you can be saved by grace and not of work so that no one gets to brag. And you are his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works that you were prepared to do before you even born. He has your life mapped out far better than what you see. So if you never give your life to Jesus or you used to walk with him, but you no longer walk with him anymore, there's nothing you could have done so bad that you can't come back to Jesus. His heads about and eyes are closed. If you wanna give your life to Jesus, and you're saying, Bishop Brian, could you please pray for me? I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna tell you to come up front, but I would ask you to raise your hand so that I can pray for you right where you are. If you never received Jesus, wanna give him your life, could you slip up your hand so that I just don't wanna make sure I don't miss anybody who may wanna give their life to Jesus? And if you can raise your hand high, I want to make sure I'm God bless you. I see that hand. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. Could you keep your hand up right now? Just keep your hand up. No one's looking but me. And we're all going to say this prayer with you as you give your life to Jesus. But Keep your hand up because you're saying to God, God, I'm over here. I'm over here. Keep that hand up. Keep that hand up. Repeat after me, dear Lord. I come to you this afternoon and I admit that I'm a sinner but Jesus you died for my sin you paid the price that I should have paid so Jesus the Bible says whoever calls on your name shall be saved so Jesus I'm calling upon you come into my life and make me a child of God. Jesus, thank you for hearing my prayer. Right now I know I'm God's child. Could you give God praise right now? If you raise your hand, you could do one or two things. You can either go to the cue card in the front where it says first time guest and just put your name there and say, I received Jesus Christ as my savior. Uh, or you can go to one of the people with the uh, welcome, uh, w- welcome shirts on, like we have one standing at the door, and give them your name so that we can make sure that we can give you a Bible, give you material. We just want you to enjoy your walk with Jesus. Amen. Let's all stand. Thank you for being so patient. If you want prayer after service, uh, uh, some of our elders will be here in the front of the church praying for you uh, and willing to pray for you. Again, um, we just want to be a blessing to you. And I'm expecting miracles this month. Amen. Yes. Sing this with me. Open the eyes. Open the eyes my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you. This is going to be our closing prayer. Open the eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Ask the Lord to open the eyes. The eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see. This is how we're going to close our prayer. I want to see you. I want to see you to see you high and lifted up. To see you high and lift it up, yes. Shining in the light of your glory, pour out your power, pour out your power as we sing, as we sing, holy, holy, to see you high, see you high and lift it up, shining in the light, in the darkness, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love. Pour out your power and love. As we sing holy, 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 holy. holy, holy, holy. holy, holy, holy. holy, holy Holy, holy, our prayer holy, our prayer i want to see you god bless you again if you want prayer please, please feel free to come up to the front of the church for prayer